Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Why fit in when you were born to stand out, as said by Dr. Seuss? Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with a creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and the theme for our show today is the gift of diversity. And I'm Rajigia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GodStar and great nonprofits. Please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. It's always the season for giving, so give big. All right, and so for the gift of diversity today, we've got our very own amazing Zara on... Hi, Zara. Hi there. So, Zara, why is diversity important to you as a person? Um, Well, I just think the main thing is because it just affords you the opportunity to just get a lot of different perspectives because I feel like, I don't know, if you surround yourself with people that have exactly the same opinion as you, it can be, you know, comforting at times. But I think for the most part, you do want people with different opinions because you don't want to isolate yourself and you don't want to live in kind of just like a bubble, you know, you don't want to um, even though you might not agree with something or even though you might not have experienced something yourself, that doesn't mean that you should like close yourself off to it completely. So I think, um, that's really the primary reason why diversity is important. Um, but you know, just going off that a little bit, I think, um, it also just helps a lot with being empathetic. Um, because, you know, if you only reflect on your experience and you, if you only reflect on people that are exactly like you's experiences, um, then it really is hard to empathize when you meet someone new or when, um, you know, people, when a certain group is maybe upset about something, um, it really is kind of hard to connect with them. But if you have exposure to different cultures, different traditions, different, you know, whatever, different opinions, um, that really does kind of condition you to see other people's opinions as valid and see their experience as valid and um, connect with them in a deeper way than you could with just um, having the same kind of experiences again and again. Um, and that also culturally and, um, you know, like racially and ethnically, I think it's really important because, again, every, you know, ethnic group, every racial group, every cultural group has its own experiences, has its own identity. Um, and I think it's really important to mix identities um, because I think, you know, we're always concerned with labeling people as, you know, um, a woman. Like, you do this because you're a woman, you do this because you're a man. But I think the beauty of diversity is that you take all those identities and you mix them together and you really um, 
kind of let people understand themselves and how they relate to the wider world. Um, and I think, um, one other important aspect of diversity is representation. Um, because, uh, you know, if you grow up and you always, you know, watch move, like watch movies or something where you never see anyone that looks like you, or you, you know, go to school and you see no one that looks like you, it really is kind of, um, discomforting and it really, um, makes you feel like what you are really isn't the norm and what you are isn't accepted. Maybe you're like, people tolerate you but maybe they don't accept you or see you as a norm so I think that's why representation is also a really big part of diversity and why you need representation in order for diversity to be a good thing mm-hmm. I definitely agree with everything you just said all of that is equally important so we know you lead the diversity club and equity team at your school how do these two groups help spread diversity yeah, well, um, for Diversity Club and actually Equity Team too. Sorry, Equity Team. We call it Equity Team for short. <laughs> <That's so cool>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think you know the main thing there is that we're just creating a safe space for people to have honest conversations, for people to have you know conversations that you're not really afforded the opportunity to have in class. Because you know I don't know that a lot of teachers and a lot of classes are really um, equipped to discuss race relations and. Mm-hmm. Um, like increasing diversity in America and stuff like that, it does get kind of uncomfortable at times. Yeah. Um, but in diversity club and equity team, we just kind of create a safe and open space for people to just um, speak what's on their minds. And not only that, but based on what people's concerns are, based on what um, their experience are, we kind of experiences are, we kind of plan activities to um, kind of show, not, I don't want to say showcase, but like, kind of show the world that, you know, there or not the world, but just our school that, you know, there are different cultures. Um, and we shouldn't only be like tolerating different cultures, but really celebrating the fact that we do have, um, different kinds of people at our school. Um, and so with equity team, um, it's kind of on a larger scale than diversity clubs. So basically, mm-hmm. um, all the like diversity related clubs on campus get together. Um, and we talk about like, various issues um so it's like you know groups like black students union latino students union um Mm -hmm. diversity club all those clubs we just get together um and we have conversation we have the hard conversations but you know Mm -hmm. um i think i've realized that if we don't have them nobody will and if we don't have them then all of us are going to kind of be left feeling like there's something on our mind something on our you know weighing on us that we can't really get off our chest Mm -hmm. um and I don't think you should really let something like that pile up. So, um, yeah, so that's um, kind of how we help um, in general. But also, we have, like, specific activities that we put on. So for Diversity Club, for example, last year we had an activity where um, we blew up. So we put, like, a bunch of, um, mm-hmm. hol- like, holiday-themed erasers and balloons um, around the holiday season. But we also put, like, a couple facts about, like, um, LGBT phobia in there and like some really mm. shocking stats about like hate, like increase in like hate crimes and stuff like that oh, um, wow. and so then like when people would like pop the balloons they'd like get all that stuff like they get a mix of good things and bad things but it was like it was kind of saying you know like oh the holiday season is supposed to be happy but at the same time it's also about giving back it's also about recognizing that there mm-hmm. are people you know it's also about just like helping people in general. Um, so we kind of wanted to emulate that whole feeling and that whole spirit. Um, mm-hmm. And then for equity team, we actually, um, 
every month we show a different movie and um, like a different diversity related club puts it on every month. So like um, Black Students Union last month showed Selma. Um, and then afterwards, um, it's like a school wide event. So like um, whoever wants to come, comes. And then afterwards we have like a conversation about the movie. Um, and I think it really has just opened up my school in a lot of ways um, to having those conversations and also just seeing each other not as like separate groups, but really as one school community. And um, it really has um, kind of made people more empathetic, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most recently, we've actually um, been putting up, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but like Shepard Ferry, the guy that made like the Obama Hope posters, he made mm-hmm. a bunch of um, posters um, that was like, so like one of them's like a Latina woman. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like the same kind of um, like pattern as he did for like Obama's okay. hope thing. It's like, um, That's yeah. Very cool. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. 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 And there's this one with like of a woman mm-hmm. in a headscarf that is like, and the pattern on it is like an American flag. And the other one is like a black woman or like, I think she's kind of like a teenager or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like pretty powerful images. And I think it is true that images, um, kind of do, you know, they all say a picture is worth a thousand words, and I yeah. think in a lot of ways it is. Um, so we put a bunch of those picture posters around our school and stuff, and people have been, we've been getting some really positive feedback. People are just like, oh, that's giving me some hope. Oh, um, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and yeah, that's uh-huh. also, um, you know, I do a segment, The Gift of Hope, every mm-hmm. uh, on the radio all the time, and that really is my main um yeah yeah it's my main goal to you know try to give people hope try to make people hopeful because I think that's really the only feeling that matters in the end exactly and yeah definitely it's it's so great that um you guys at your school have you know this organization where you've got the equity team where people can come in talk about all of these issues that are going on especially you know you've got the inauguration you've got you know divided sides you've got where yeah. America is really politically divided right now. And so uh, I know, Zara, that we, we go to kind of like sister schools. And, yeah. Um, yeah, at my school, we do we do a thing um, where they celebrate like coming out day. Uh, does your school have that as well? Is that? Oh, like, I, um, is it like, uh, is it like the ring pop marriages? Uh, I, tell me more about the ring uh, pop marriages. Okay, yeah. So um, I thought, I thought, because um, I know, mm. you know, your school, I think I heard that uh, you guys do this. Maybe it's a different school in our district, but um, <laughs> basically, the, um, during I think I forget which month it is, but during like LGBTQ plus like awareness month, um, they do this thing where like uh, at lunch you can like uh, just like take a friend and you can like pretend to like get married, um, and basically like they give you like this ring pop mm-hmm. and like there's oh. like, like and, and you just say like I solemnly swear to support any kind of love and all kinds of love and then they just like and then it's just like you may now hug your like person and then yeah oh, oh that's, <laughs> that's so cool nice. yeah yeah. That, um, uh-huh. yeah I didn't know about coming out day but um yeah so what does that entail the coming out day oh yeah it's just um I the the like equity I think it's called saga the straight straight uh asexual like gay alliance um we have a club where they'll they'll put up like national coming out day awareness posters where it's like hey you can if you feel safe and you feel that you're in a position to come out and um increase awareness for like 
LGBTQIA+, uh, <laughs> then this is the day to do it. We're going to put up, like, a national force type thing. Although, the ring pop marriage <laughs> seems that that's really cool, where you've got, <laughs> like, people openly declaring that, hey, it's okay to be LGBTQIA+. It's all right <laughs> to you know, express yourself and everybody's equal. And I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it really is, you know, just about sharing experiences, like even mm-hmm. for diversity club, um, a month ago, um, there was like a Muslim like holiday, but it's not really, it's just like a religious month kind of. And it's not really supposed to be like a ha- like it's a holiday, but it's like not like supposed to be a happy holiday. It's actually supposed to be like a really sad holiday. Um, and I remember like going to the mosque and stuff and like when I was little and like um, there's like an installment of the, like the story every day that like we'd hear. Um, and so like I was like, oh, well, you know, people really like stories. That's how you connect with people. So like I shrunk the story down into like a little 30 minute lecture and I just mm-hmm. told everyone. And afterwards, people were like, I just felt like people really understood um, more and could really just connect with me more. Um, and I think that's. Um, just, you know, that and the ring pop marriage, what they have in common is just like, you're allowing people to experience what you experience. And that's a lot more, um, I think constructive and a lot more productive, um, than kind of antagonizing each other because you don't agree or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something important that we all really need to know is that beating each other down for anything different that we believe in, or we, uh, have um, applied to our lives isn't going to solve anything it's yeah right it's recognizing the differences and and celebrating those differences but thank you so much zara it was so wonderful to hear your insight it's always great to have you on our show we hope you to have you on again soon yeah thank you thank you so much for providing all of this insight uh well listeners support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the be the star you are charity that brings you this program for more information on how to do this go to be the star you are.org and follow our blog again that website is be the star you are.org don't go anywhere as we continue our talk on the gift of diversity The later it gets, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. 
And I'm Bujitia. Today we are discussing the gift of diversity. And um, as as the child of two immigrant parents who came from uh, China to Canada to the U.S. Uh, and as a person of color, I do have a little bit to say about this and like what's going on in the media right now. So let's just jump right in. Um, I think I think definitely we see in 2016 and the years leading up to the year that just passed, we've got a lot more diversity happening in the media. Uh, in 2016, we saw like Beyonce's Lemonade. We saw um, the embracing of black culture, African-American culture that Beyonce really put forth. We see other stars of color rising, uh, which I think is really, really nice. And we see a lot of like the emergence of more Asian cultures as well. Uh, since I am second generation um, American born Chinese, I felt like I would just talk a little bit more about like how we're including also Asian culture into this kind of more mainstream pop culture that the United States has. And so I think overall in 2016, even though we have a lot of people saying that, oh my gosh, it was the worst year ever or everything like that, I feel like we did have a lot more diversity in the media and you know in everyday life in society in general. Um, we see the emergence of K-pop, Korean pop, and anime, manga, like Japanese animated styles into popular culture. And we mm -hmm. see a lot of, you know, like different artists rise up, different musical artists, and um, a lot of people of color who are rising up in the media right now. And so um, the other day, I it was a while ago, but the the Amanda Nunes versus Ronda Rousey, um, I think it was the the boxing match. It was it was like the mixed fighting match uh, happened, and it was supposed to be Ronda Rousey's like big comeback. Yeah, I, yeah, which was a little <laughs> bit awkward because she did get defeated in 48 seconds. But I do I do feel like there should be a little bit more spotlight on Amanda as well because mm -hmm. she is she is openly um, openly lesbian and she mm -hmm. is a person of color and she's fought really hard to get into her spot as the bantamweight uh, defending champion. And I feel like it, it was warranted that there would be a lot of media attention on Ronda Rousey yeah. and you know how she's, she's taken a break for a year so she's coming back and it's gotta be this huge thing. But I feel like there should be a little bit more attention on Amanda Nunes and I'm glad that the media was able to also focus on her and what she's done throughout her life. Yeah. Uh, and it does kind of show a sort of representation of people of color that I really, really think is just necessary for today's society. And in 2016, we also see the inclusiveness of the LGBTQIA plus community, which I think is really great. We see um, CoverGirl's new spokesperson who um, is trans and like... Yeah. Yeah, and we see it on YouTube and everything where you've got this this person featured on like all of the ads that come before your videos who's really a representation of diversity and of the changes that we see in 2016 2017 that are coming to society and to popular culture and we see that like um as a person who's into art um uh, i've noticed that the artistic community and like um art as a movement they're usually like more inclusive it's more inclusive of people of different genders, different races, you know, um, all ideas are kind of accepted. And through the art community, we see some of the very first, like, uh, in the Impressionists incorporated Japanese art into their works and stuff like that. We see the first examples of integration. And um, I think that's really great about the art community. But now I feel like we do need to uh, make an effort to really push that to popular culture. And I think we've kind of done that in 2016.
Um, another great thing that's been happening is the Academy Awards. Um, the Academy Awards this year, I think, was it this year? 2000, Tuesday. Tuesday, 89th uh, Annual Academy Award nominations, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, where you've got a lot of different works. You've got Moonlight being nominated. You've got Hidden Figures. You've got mm-hmm. all of these great uh, examples of African-American culture and a lot of you know African-Americans with lead roles who've been nominated for awards. And yeah. this is... So this is in stark contrast with, uh, I think it was last year where uh, Compton came out and Straight Outta Compton came out and that was like a great film, you know. They, I still have yet it, to right? see that and I, I feel know, right? so horrible about not watching it because oh. I've been wanting to see that for the longest time and mm-hmm. Hidden Figures as well. Yeah, yeah, and so you've got these representations of diversity, and last year we saw that Shadow Compton did not get any awards, and it was really like, whoa, come on, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, like, public outcry about that, and there was. now, uh, yeah, we've got the Academy Awards now including a lot of films about, you know, African-American culture and including um, African-Americans in lead roles. And I feel like that's really, really great. And we've all got all of these examples of how diversity is becoming like a huge, it's not even a trend. It's like a mainstream thing, which is for the first time in history, it's it's mainstream to be diverse and it's great. Yeah. And um, I also, I recently, I've been going on like sites like BuzzFeed and where they compile a lot of like Twitter, you know, like funny Twitter blurbs or stuff like yeah, that. that. Um, yeah, but that. yeah, the little, the little. But um, what's really nice is that sometimes they'll they'll have these compilations of like oh, what are called clapbacks. I think in like yes. mainstream media, right? And <laughs> oh, you'll have awesome. they're so good. I I enjoy them to be honest. <laughs> and it's just it's nice because um, there's that one where Zendaya, uh, the the star, yeah. came to the award mm-hmm. show, award ceremonies with. Uh, dreadlocks. She had dreadlocks, and it's she looks fabulous. I know she she's, looks great. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She <laughs> but, is. Um, some one of the one of the kind of like small like outlets, media outlets, claimed that she looked like she smelled of weed and like patchouli oil, and she she was like, "Whoa, what? there!" Yeah, and she she had this whole response where it's like, "Yo, you know, dreadlocks are a part of African American culture. This yeah. isn't." disrespectful to associate this hairstyle exactly and it was just it was so great because she's got so many followers and it really got out there that like whoa you have to be aware of these things and not say things like that because that's horribly discriminatory and really acts against diversity and including everybody and so you see that the the um the media outlet had to apologize which was really nice because then you're you're taking responsibility for your actions good yeah yeah and it shows people that you cannot say that sort of thing um and it's it's just not right and it's against all of these beautiful cultural you know foundings that really exist not because they're associated with drugs but because they're part of tradition and culture and it's great that this has delved in uh, this has kind of like entered into mainstream media where you have more and more people opening their eyes and you're like well look you know, there's all of these different cultures. We need to celebrate them. But there is also a flip side or, like, things we still need to work on as, you know, as the American people, I guess, as a nation and uh, within, like, the media nowadays. 
there are still a lot of stereotypes happening right now in the modern era. We've got uh, especially Asian American roles have been kind of like they've been kind of pushed out of media. You've got a lot of different stereotypes that are still happening and we can definitely hope to work on those in the future, right? And there's all these great things that are kind of setting a foundation for where we're going to go in the future, right? Um, we've got we've got shows like Fresh Off the Boat. We've got all of these different shows that are pushing Asian Americans now into the light as yes. well, which I, personally I really would like to identify with more Asian roles in the media. As a girl, I was always told like, hey, you can only be Mulan from the Disney princesses because like that's the only one there is. Oh my gosh. You're, yeah, and I was like, oh man, you know, if, if little girls nowadays have to go through that, how would they feel? I hate that. Yeah, it's just, oh, come on, you know? Yeah, um, you know, we, we live in such a uh, advanced culture, and, you know, we've been with diversity long enough. You know, first of all, it's America. We live in a country where there are people from everywhere, anywhere you can yeah. think of. There are so many people here that are here in America thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, look at all this freedom. Look at everything that I can do now. And then we have this barrier of anti-diversity where people don't want to accept all of these different cultures, uh, different people, different personalities, different talents, um, you know, different sexualities. I mean, even, even if you don't believe in it, you know, it's not really affecting your lifestyle if somebody else has a different lifestyle than you do. So I feel like, you know, we're we're grown-ups you know we also yeah. we, we have responsibilities but you know that it comes down to this and it just it seems so immature and you know it also puts us back so far as humanity exactly. uh where we don't accept people who are different than we are mm-hmm. and yeah it's just it's really rough because you have humanity as a whole where um as as like a species sometimes we do get a little bit more interested in things that are just similar to us or we don't mm-hmm. we're blinded by our differences yeah. we're like they're they're not the same as us so we're not we're going over there we're not we're not associating with yeah you. which is which is you know you got to acknowledge it you got to acknowledge that you know we as individuals have this viewpoint but we also probably we also definitely have to like bring ourselves out of that mindset and reach across the board to people of another culture. And I yes. think what's really nice, um, although BuzzFeed sometimes uh, <laughs> they're 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 very very uber liberal, they're, which is a they're little very odd. biased. Yeah, it's it's like awkward politically. But I I do really think that their videos trying out the different types of foods is really nice. Like like those are very interesting. Food. Yeah, like Korean food, all those types of things, because. Once you take politics off the board, where they have a lot of, like, politically charged videos that are kind of like, yeah. okay, you know, calm down, everybody. Yeah, you know, there's only view. one side of it. You know, that's not exactly. really as diverse as yeah. including everybody else's point of view inside of the story as well. Exactly, exactly. And I think, I think personally, I, I do tend to just focus on their food videos because I'm kind of like, okay, you know, these these more, like, liberal videos are like, whoa, come on, don't equate everybody mm-hmm. who's a Republican to a racist because that's not right exactly. or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. But I do, I do definitely, like, stand by their food videos just because for no political charges. Because it's like, food, food, for one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I feel like on, on, like, a basic level, I think we can all connect around food. Although I, can, I love food. Yeah. Maybe that's just why I say it. But, like, you know, once you once you have, like, people trying out Korean barbecue, they did they did a Korean barbecue episode where it's, like, wow. try this food and, like, look, 
Korean barbecue is kind of similar to Southern barbecue. There's not that much of a difference. Like your cultures are not huge, like worlds apart. And I think that's yeah. really great and like very, very inclusive. And so like and on that note, I just, oh man, those food videos. I think they're doing great. <laughs> I, think I think they're doing great with those too. I mean, if we can connect on something, especially food, because it's food. I don't see how you can not like it for one. But, you know, I think once we find something to really connect on, it could be something totally small, but anything that we can connect on, uh, have a conversation over, agree on, you know, we don't have to agree on everything, but just something that we can come together as, as humans. I think that is what we really need as, as, as a whole and to really accept each other and celebrate who we are as different people. But this is what I love about this show. You know, we can do this. We can have great discussions. And I, we always love having these kind of uh, segments. But this segment is over. During the break, be, uh, please visit our radio sh- radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, blogs, links, and more. And check out everything on our website. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Bridget Gia. Also, please visit our charity site at bethestarur.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. Stay right here as we continue our amazing discussion on diversity. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today on Express Yourself, we are discussing the gift of diversity. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Today we have been really diving in on diversity. Uh, Asia, what is your take on diversity? So when we think 
of diversity, which uh, in the past few segments, we've talked about race, ethnicity, sex, uh, sexual orientation, any uh, anything like that. And that may be the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word diversity. However, there's not just that kind of diversity. There is also uh, communicational diversity, personality diversity, anything that kind of pertains to you, lifestyle diversity. And you can be a diverse individual with a diverse personality and communication skill set. And this works great in the workforce and pretty much in life in general. And I'm majoring in communication. I used to study business, but for some reason, I really had this itch and this pull to get a communication degree instead. And this was such a great decision. After getting into multiple communication classes, I've started to see such a diversity and and variation in personalities, beliefs, emotions, and the way people really communicate with each other. And I've moved around a lot, and this has really opened my eyes on a larger spectrum of diversity because I've moved to California. Uh, I was born there, and I moved to uh, Arizona and lived there for a couple years, and I kind of bounced back between California and Arizona, and that really allowed me to meet new people who were uh, from different cultures, from different races, ethnicities. They had different skill sets. They, they spoke differently. And then I moved to Colorado, and there's even more diversity here. And I think that's so great how we can just come together as human beings and really recognize that. Although we do have some hardships with that, we still have a long way to go. We're kind of progressing in, in a really good direction, and I think we can keep going. But I've met so many different people and I've made so many friends from these different areas. And I think this gave me such an interest in pursuing a communications degree because I just love the way we as people communicate and relay our emotions to each other. And it was so crazy to learn how only 7% of our communication is spoken word. You know, only 7% of what we say has to do with what we physically say with our mouths and our and our words. The rest relies on body language and tone and most of all feedback because if you're communicating with somebody it's really hard to to get that feedback from that person if they're not relaying what their thoughts are as well. And that's really called interpersonal communication, which is one of the classes that I'm also taking. And it really relies on you speaking to that person, you being the source of the communication, as well as the person that you're speaking to. They're not only going to be the receiver of what you have just said, but they're also going to be a source of feedback and you will be the source of feedback as well. It kind of relays off each other. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the most important parts of communication is your body language, the way you say things, how you say them with your tone of voice and what feedback you give for what the person has just told you. And when dealing with communication, especially in a relationship, uh, whether that be romantic, friendly or family There are so many things to consider. Are you dealing with the opposite sex? Lots of emotions to deal with, especially if a guy is speaking with a girl. There might be some eggshells that you're walking on. You know, just compliment her a lot and say that she's right on everything and you'll be fine. You'll be in the safe zone. (laughs) But, (laughs) But seriously, like there is a lot of diversity to consider when speaking with another person. You know, how old are they? What is the situation that you're in? Are you angry at that person? And how do they receive this conflict that you are bringing up? Because 
a lot of people don't really deal well with confrontation. Uh, mm-hmm. If you bring it up all of a sudden or say, hey, we need to talk, that's like the number one rule in, uh, in a romantic <laughs> relationship. Never say we have to talk because that means something bad. And, you know, I something think we've passed up. <laughs> Something's up, yeah. And I think we've really conditioned ourselves to think of that, unfortunately, saying we need to talk means something horrible. But actually, I think it's really important as you know a couple to really communicate in a diverse way instead of classifying we need to talk as something horrible classify it as something okay what needs to be discussed what do we need to either work on or is there something that you just want to talk about you know that's something that that would really be uh it would really be an aid to having communicational diversity and another thing is uh, you know, what are the skills that they have? Are you guys something? Are you guys discussing something that you two will be working on together? And mm-hmm. consider the skills that they have and how that person really deals with responsibility. And how do you deal with responsibility? And how <laughs> are you guys going to, you know, really figure that out? And also, what about deciding on where to hang out? You know, what are the things that they like to do? Are they the type of person to suggest or demand something that they want? And how will they deal with what you say? Personally, I'm good with some food and comedy on Netflix. But if I'm talking to someone, <laughs> if I'm talking to someone who is always going out somewhere, they might see me as a lazy couch potato. But I swear I'm not. I literally just went on a run before the show. I swear. And after I'll probably be watching some Netflix. But but if you're talking with somebody who really is an active person and they love going out, how are you going to suggest to them, hey, let's not go out tonight. Let's just be really lazy people. (laughs) They're going to be like, what are you kidding? Like, you're crazy. Let's go do something. And you've got to be able to really adapt to how they respond and how you can work around some differences and really compromise. And knowing who you are communicating with helps with communication diversity. I'm not talking about political correctness and making sure you don't offend any person you speak with because in my personal opinion, hopefully nobody gets offended by this. uh, And, you know, I think this is wonderful with this show is we can talk about anything. Yeah. And really be diverse in the things that we talk about. And it's interesting to think of what different kind of people are actually listening to what we're saying right now, because Mm -hmm. some people may be, uh, a huge advocate for political correctness and making sure you don't offend any person that you speak with. But in my opinion, you know, I think that's just a waste of time and it limits communication freedoms. And what I mean is being able to speak with all types of personalities and ages and any type of situation that you're in. If you're constantly on the alert about what you say and how you say it, you're not going to be able to get at what you really mean. And that can cause some negative feedback. Mm -hmm. You may have somebody misunderstand what you mean because you're being too careful about what you're saying. Yeah. And I think, I think to be honest, if we're having political correctness, it is a little difficult to judge like what degree of political correctness are we doing? Yeah. Or like you don't, if you're if you're being careful and they're being careful and you're not each saying your true thoughts, then you can't judge the other person. You can't communicate as effectively with them because you exactly. don't know who they are and they don't they don't know who you are. And I was like, so yeah, yeah, that's that's like I feel like we've been become such big advocates of political correctness that and we haven't defined political correctness enough to you know be complete advocates of it and be like yeah. you have to be all the time because. To be honest, like, what is political correctness? Like, what's going to offend one person? Exactly. What's going to offend the other? 
Mm-hmm. Anything is going to affect anybody, and that's just my take on it, is that if you say something, no matter what, that one thing that you've said is going to offend somebody. Uh, somebody may, may be offended by you trying not to offend somebody. Yeah. And it's, it's just ridiculous. That's why I don't ever use it. And, you know, it's not saying that I will talk to you in however way I want to and, and not have any regards on what your feelings are. Mm-hmm. But I will not hold back on honesty. I will not hold back on what my opinion is because I feel that everybody is entitled to their own opinion, which is hindered by political correctness. Mm-hmm. And this kind of communication is a great skill to have. You know, many employers look for it. And honestly, it leaves room for so much more, so many more interesting conversations mm-hmm. is being able to express what you think, but also kind of understanding who you are speaking with and what situation that you are in, which allows for that conversation. And there is really no way for meshing well with another person. There's no one way of doing that. And mm-hmm. it will always change because we all think differently. And we all have different opinions and beliefs. And imagine if everyone had the same thought process, you know, and you can think Mm -hmm. like how boring would that be? No individual feedback creating so many different opinions and opportunities for better ideas or amazing Mm -hmm. ideas. You know, I can go, hey, Mike, what do you think of my dress choice today? And he says, absolutely lovely. You look great. And I ask three other people and they say the same thing. I would love for one of those people to be like, Asia, what the heck are you thinking? Mixing (laughs) polka dots together. What are you crazy? Like, I think it was, it's just better to have somebody who thinks differently and communicates differently than everybody else because then you just have so much more to talk about and so many more ideas and input. Yeah. And I think I think it's not to be like, uh, you know, like, hey, if you have your opinion, then, you know, you get to hurt people with your opinion. Yeah, exactly. It, it's that it's that you you want to throw out your opinion so that it's there, so that you are an individual. Um, but it's, you know... It, it's it's not to say that because you have an opinion, you're just suddenly like this this horrible evil monster <laughs> who like wants to destroy other people's lives. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you have freedom, but you also have a conscience. Like, mm-hmm. be sure exactly. to listen to that <laughs> if you have and one. Like, and I feel like I feel like especially with uh, what you brought up about like political correctness earlier is that political correctness forces people to have a certain way of stating their opinion or like not state their opinion at all. Mm -hmm. And I feel like political correctness brings up or like politics in general in the United States brings up a lot of like, oh man, it's just, there's a lot of stereotypes. Now you've got the liberal stereotyped as this like, oh my gosh, uber rich, uber like, oh my gosh, everything has to be green. Like, what are you eating? Why are you eating this one food? Like you have to deconstruct meals. And then you've got the Republican, you know, character as this like horrible, bigoted, like evil, like disgusting Mm -hmm. mess. Which is completely untrue. Exactly. Like, um, I, was, I was reading this one satire article by The Onion, and it was like, um, oh, yeah, it was like, uh, liberal disappointed by uh, his family, his Republican family's member, family members' non-racist views. And it was just, <laughs> yeah, and the article was just about, like, how this one guy was like, oh my gosh, you know, I was expecting this guy to be racist, but all he did was be like, no, I think we need to be more conservative in our, like, economic policies, and I'm genuinely worried for the United States. And so, like, we, yeah. you know, I feel like our beliefs and our political correctness takes away sometimes from who we are as people and yeah. doesn't let other people see it. And, uh, all right, well, uh, thank you so much, Asia, for yeah. all of this, like, different, you know, this 
this new take on communications and like diversity that you've brought up in this segment. Uh, thanks everyone for listening and be sure to stay tuned for our next segment. Uh, during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be The Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. There's more information under events at our website at btsya.org. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. And when we come back, we will continue our inspiring conversation on diversity. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about diversity. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. In this segment, we've got Maria Wong with us today. Hi, Maria. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be discussing diversity with all of you today on Express Yourself. And just as um, Asia, you said in the last segment, many people think of diversity as skin deep or only on the surface level, thinking only about Mm -hmm. race, ethnicity, or culture. But I think diversity encapsulates a lot more than that, whether it's our different occupations, passions, or perspectives on life. And with that in mind, I thought that for Book Smart today, I would focus on the novel Molokai by Alan Brenner. And it's a coming of age story of Rachel Kalama, and it's set in native Hawaii about nearly a century ago. And I really like this book. It's I've read it several times. It's one of my favorite novels, actually, that I've read recently. Because I think Brennett perfectly highlights the beauty of differences. And how an appreciation of diversity can lead to new opportunities to learn and form relationships with other people. So, going back to the novel, it starts out when Rachel is seven years old. She lives in Hawaii. She, She's very close with her family and is very spunky, opinionated, and yearns to travel like her father, who's a sea merchant. However, one day when rose-colored marks begin to appear on her body, which are the telltale signs of leprosy, now known today as Hansen's disease, the Hawaiian government ships her off to the isolated leper colony of Kalupapa on the Hawaiian island of Molokai. And just from the descriptions and doing research afterwards, It's a very desolate, barren, isolated colony, and it really did not receive that much aid or help from the Hawaiian government. 
And it's really tragic and seems like a really sad beginning for Rachel and her new life in Molokai, where she's condemned to stay. But it's actually at Molokai, being in this diverse community, that she's able to thrive, find her voice, and mature, especially with the help of certain individuals. Um, One of these would have to be the timid yet very strict Sister Mary Catherine Vuchries, who is a Franciscan sister, where Rachel lives from when she's seven years old to 18 years old at a Catholic missionary home. And they have a really close friendship that soon grows through a kinship. And it's only through Sister Mary Catherine, who's completely different from Rachel, whether it's demeanor, experiences, and religion. And through their differences, they're able to appreciate themselves even more and each other's differences. And it's also really cool because Sister Mary Catherine also has a first-person narration. So it flips back. It's mainly the point of view of Rachel, but we also get the thoughts and concerns of Sister Mary Catherine, whether it's questioning her religion or being in a completely foreign land from where she used to live in the Midwest. And through this, we it's just really cool to learn all of their inner thoughts and appreciate how every character is so different. And as I said before, Rachel grows up under the care of these Franciscan sisters. As a teenager, we see her mature. She meets her first love, explores the island of Molokai, and meets a very interesting array of characters that soon become her friends and mentors. One of these individuals is Leilani, Leilani, who is a beautiful transgender woman who teaches Rachel how not to be afraid, accept people's differences, and try new things. She really encourages Rachel to be brave which I thought was just really cool. And it also mm-hmm. focused sort of on Hawaiian, on Hawaii's history of transgender women and the celebration of them. And another important character would be Heolia, who becomes sort of like her adopted auntie and teaches Rachel about the Hawaiian culture and mythology. And throughout the novel, Rachel faces a multitude of obstacles, especially with the lack of aid from the government and feelings of despair and homesickness. She's been away from her family since she was seven years old. But through accepting and embracing everybody else's diverse backgrounds and experiences on this colony, I really do think it's a triumphant story where Rachel is able to find her voice and fully mature into a young woman. So overall, I just, when looking through and seeing diversity, this book really just, um, just really, I really thought it'd be a great book for it. And Mm -hmm. it's really cool. I thought how this was definitely during a time when leprosy was not appreciated and lepers were left isolated in the worst conditions in Hawaii. And the fact that all of them were able to just appreciate their diversity and create a community, a conducive community, I really think is a symbol of appreciation of diversity and resilience. So overall, I really recommend the book Molokai. Mm -hmm. It'll make you laugh, cry, and just really root for Rachel. Mm -hmm. So overall, yeah, I just really think Molokai yeah. is a great book for it. Oh, wow. And uh, No, it's nice that um, the plot really goes into how these these different people came together as a community, which I think is like, in today's modern society, it's kind of hard to, you know, accept your differences and like overcome them. And we see a lot of like, in the media, we see a lot of different people arguing over their own like, oh, I'm not the same as you, so I'm going to go over here and not associate with you. And it's really nice that you brought up this book and um, the fact that its plot brings different people together and they like really do accept their differences instead of rejecting each other for having differences. I think that's like really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I really think this author, he 
Alan Brenner, he really knows just a lot about Hawaiians, about Hawaii's history, and is especially interested in Molokai. So mm-hmm. I just thought, yeah, exactly what you said. I just thought this was such a great book for it, just with, even though they were isolated and shunned from everybody else, um, with the help of other people. And there was also the Catholic um, missionaries such as Father Damien, mm-hmm. who was the founder of this leprosy colony. And just all of them coming together to create really a great community where Rachel is able to mature. You see her from age seven to in her mid-40s. And you just really mm-hmm. see her just mature and learn a lot more about herself. Yeah. Does So um, So you're sticking with Rachel for the entire you know duration yes. of the plot. And uh, does she, I don't know, does she feel any like resentment towards the Hawaiian government for just like shipping her off? Like, is there any animosity there? She definitely felt... You could tell throughout, she was so young when it happened, definitely lost. And there's descriptions of the Hawaiian like public hospital sort of poking at her and just examining her in such a degrading way that made her feel so terrible. But there was never really any stated anger at the Hawaiian government, but she definitely felt confused and isolated. And I can't imagine being that young and then just being <laughs> sent away from my family and everything I know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we also see, um, I feel like, I feel like there's this, there's this ideal throughout history. I don't know, I don't know, Plato says some stuff about it, where, like, if you leave a child at a young age in certain circumstances, he or she will be influenced to grow up a certain way. And so, do you think, do you think that that's true? Do you think that Rachel was, like, entirely a product of her surroundings? Or do you think that, like, people can completely overcome any, like, any of their childhood settings. (laughs) Well, I definitely think it's sort of a mix, if this makes sense, that I definitely agree that you are affected by your environment. And she definitely was and under the caretaking of the Catholic missionaries and nuns that really influenced her. And people like Hayola, who taught her about the, um, taught her about Hawaiian mythology. But I also think, um, Brennert describes her as just overall a really emotionally and physically strong individual who's very resilient. So while she is influenced by her environment, when she does overcome obstacles, it's not only due to what she's been taught by the people in her environment, but I also think just due to her really strong human spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, definitely. And you have, you've read this book and now I'm wondering what are some other books that you've read that have really celebrated any sort of really uh, sexual diversity or uh, kind of cultural diversity such as this one, especially since you were talking about the woman who was transgender that really helped her. Yeah, definitely. There was, there's this one really interesting book that I want to read. That's about Hawaiian, about just Hawaii's history in general and how when people came over, not native Hawaiians, began to take over Hawaii and were overtaking Mm -hmm. the queen. It's called The Last Aloha by Galen Quinn. And another one that I think sort of focuses just on all of those aspects together, that it's called A White Wind Blue by James Marker. And it's about basically a man who is stuck with his wife at a sanatorium and just the struggles they face there and the interesting array of characters that they meet. Mm. Oh, wow. But yeah, there's there's definitely, I feel there's so many books you can find out there. And that's what's so great about reading that you get people from authors from all different diverse backgrounds who are writing about different things. So you're really exposed and immersed in these different environments and experiences that they write about, 
So overall, I think not only just the recommendations I made, but you can find any book that really just focuses and really just appreciates the differences of each character. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool, too, is finding uh, books that are talking about something that's not necessarily spoken about as much as it as it should be. And that's what I love about reading as well, is finding books that are talking about different cultures, different types of people who are in different kind of situations. Uh, they, the main characters may that we never thought we could relate to, but the farther we get into the book, the more we start to fall in love with that character. No, definitely. And I think just going back to the point, like, I feel like all artists are trying to make a statement about something that's prevalent to them and they feel like everybody else deserves to know. And in that way, mm-hmm. writers, just like us as radio reporters and hosts, have a responsibility to our audience and anybody who's listening or if it's a book, whoever's reading, to really promote certain messages that we believe in and shine light on things that weren't necessarily exposed or talked about in mainstream mm-hmm. media. Yeah, exactly. I think it's... it's, it's um, I feel like it's great that books are more diverse a lot of the time, just because, like, you can kind of, like, books allow you to put yourself in someone else's shoes and really walk with the character, and so if you've got a book that's promoting some of these messages that are really great, then people who read this book will be more exposed to, like, you know, a certain perspective that they might not have been exposed to before, so I think Mm -hmm. that's the nice thing about books, and, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I and definitely agree with that. Books, I mean, my segment is book smart, and I just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great, yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Maria. Your segments are always great, and we love having you on the show and, and hearing how you can connect what you've read and, and what you've seen with the topic that we are discussing this week. So thank you very much. And it's time to say farewell, sadly. We give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, be the star you are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineers. And thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to btsya.org and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be diverse, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines. If you would let yourself.